Hello, welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg BNA tax and accounting podcast where we discuss everything involving tax, from the courts, the IRS, or Capitol Hill. I'm your host, Matthew Benningfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Hello and welcome to Talking Tax. It's July 31st and as usual, I'm here with our Hill team. I have Kastuv Basu, Laura Davison, and Colleen Murphy. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So everyone, hectic week last week. Uh, Healthcare bill went down and and Colleen, you were there for the action. Can you start us off and, and tell the listeners what we need to know right now? So I think the main thing to keep an eye on is there are talks of reviving this Affordable Care Act repeal. So, Zombie health care bill. Yeah, seriously. So you have some senators who are trying to rally around a plan from Lindsey Graham, uh, a Republican from South Carolina. And then there is this group of uh, Democrats and Republicans in the House who today put out a proposal about ways to stabilize the individual market and some sort of changes that they think could get bipartisan support. So I think over the next couple of weeks, this is going to be something that is still absolutely kind of the, the main talk on the Hill. The the House Freedom Caucus chairman, uh, Mark Meadows, he also on Friday was talking about putting out, working with senators to put out two different plans on, on how to repeal this. So um, you're seeing a lot of different sort of people from a lot of different angles trying to attack this. The question is, will anything stick in the next week or two before they, they leave uh, and go back to their states for, for August? And I think it's important to, to remember that, so the Senate is planning to be in for the next two weeks, but they have a lot of stuff that they need to accomplish in that time, a lot of uh, nomination hearings and things like that. So they're busy. Uh, Senator Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are still pretty much strong nose on all of these proposals. And John McCain is expected to be out of all, all of August. So in order for Mitch McConnell to get the votes he needs to move forward on something else, that's looking a little bit tricky unless they can flip Murkowski or Collins. Uh, Colleen, has there been any discussion on the tax elements of the health care bill and what changes they might want, or do they want to keep, keep that the same? So the main tax that kind of keeps coming up is this medical device tax. It's a, a 2.3% tax on uh, manufacturers, and it's pretty unpopular with Democrats and Republicans. So in this bipartisan group plan that came out today, they wanted to repeal it. It was repealed at one point in a version of the Senate bill, although not on the version that they ultimately voted on last week. So that's kind of been the main one that uh, as senators are looking at what taxes need to stay and what should go, that's one they all would like to get rid of if they can. All right, well, let's go ahead and pivot to tax reform. Uh, Laura, can you go ahead and tell the listeners what we need to know on on the tax reform efforts? Well, this is a, a pivot indeed, Matthew. So on Thursday, the same day that, that the health care bill was being debated and ultimately went down, um, Ways and Means, Senate Finance, and sort of with the, with the backing of the White House, put out this joint statement. Um, and the big things there is it dropped border adjustment. They are going to move away from that. Remember, that was causing a lot of controversy and was sort of a, a sticking point in making it hard for, for negotiations to go further. Uh, the problem is the statement didn't really give us any more detail than what we've had, you know, even less detail than what was in the president's plan that came out in April and significantly less detail than what was in the the House blueprint that came out last summer. Um, So there's a lot of good, warm and fuzzy feelings among um, Republicans um, in the House and Senate. I think they feel like they've they've made progress, which 
which they have. The question is, uh, are they going to be able to to coalesce around all the all the little decisions that have to be made um, in terms of rates, in terms of what provisions they're going to keep and get rid of, how they're going to pay for it, if it's going to be permanent, uh, which is what Republicans in Congress say they want right now, at least on, on the Ways and Means Committee. So what was the general reaction when it was announced that that was no more? You know, it was definitely sort of a surprise. Brady, as earlier as, you know, earlier in the week, was still defending this. Um, you know, he'd been saying for some time that he was, you know, willing and look, looking at alternatives. Uh, but I think this, uh, you know, the groups that had lobbied against this, you know, um, the kind of groups in the Coke network, retailers, they were all thrilled. And they said, look, now we can have meaningful tax reform. Uh, so for groups that were opposed to this, this was very, very welcome news. And they, they really feel like they won a victory because they put out a a full-on battle against this tax. And the lessons that some Republicans are drawing from the demise of the border adjustment tax is they need to be clearer and stronger on their messaging strategy and spell out how an entire tax plan would help businesses. Doug Doug Holseekin, who is a former director of the Congressional Budget Office, uh, pointed out that the opponents of the BAT very successfully took out this one provision and explained again and again how it might harm retailers, but you know they need to sell the plan in totality and not, you know, let other people like attack one or two elements of the plan. This question of is this a zombie health bill or is it fully dead really matters in terms of going into tax reform. They have more wiggle room to lower rates if they are successfully able to repeal all those Obamacare taxes in a in a health bill. If they don't. Uh, they're a little bit more constrained, and that makes their job harder on the tax front. And also just in terms of the timing, if, the, if health is something that keeps coming up and up and up again, uh, it really sort of, the kind of the cliche is sucks all the oxygen out of the room and they're not able to deal with other priorities. Plus, once they get back in September, they'll have to deal with the debt ceiling. Um, they'll most likely be a vote on the budget. That's important if you want to have tax reform. That has the reconciliation instructions for tax reform. You can't do it in the way that Republicans have been hoping without that. Um, plus the several other little little kind of must-pass measures that, that have to get through in October with, with no significant progress. That makes it really hard to do something this year. So we don't know yet if this is a true pivot to tax reform or not. We'll find out in the next month. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much, as usual, for joining us. Uh, I know you guys have been very busy, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Stay cool, my kids. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Tax. Our podcast is one of many that Bloomberg BNA has to offer. Visit bna.com for all BBNA sponsored podcasts and make sure to follow Bloomberg BNA Tax on Twitter. We look forward to giving you more in depth analyses on the next episode of Talking Tax. Until then, signing off from Crystal City, I'm Matthew Bedingfield. <laughs>